Sometimes it might come in a simple way. Remember when Satan wanted to tempt Jesus? He didn't tell Jesus to go and steal. He didn't tell Jesus to do any wrong thing. But what he told Jesus was a simple thing. But as far as it was the voice of Satan, he is the master of his cats. Bible says his native language is lies. Anything that is from him is a lie. And when you recognize that this thing cannot be from the word God, this word, this voice you are hearing, this thing your friends are telling you to do cannot be of God, then immediately rebuke the enemy and he will flee from you. Recognize the master's voice. I was away in Zurich last week in a wedding I officiated, and one thing I told the couple was communication. Communication is vital. Communication is very important to make sure that your marriage will be strong. And for every Christian, every Christian communication with God is very important. We must communicate to God with God at all times. Try, talk to God, talk to God. And most times when we talk to God, He hears. Often He responds. But we do not recognize it. Often He responds. But we do not recognize it at all. Sometimes when God talks to us, we think, no, that is me thinking. It is of my own thinking. No. God speaks to us, but many of us do not recognize it. And so, even in that same Zurich, last Sunday, I worshipped in uh, Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints with Mormons. In fact, my dad called me over the week and said, ah, Johnny, went, do you know where you went to? I said, Daddy, I didn't see any physical church. That was the only church I saw near me. But one thing I took from that church was a discussion we had later. Discussion we had, they asked two questions. How do you know if God is speaking to you? And how can you recognize the voice of God? And that's what I'm here to let you all know today, brethren. Because it is important. Communication is very vital. In your relationship with your Father in heaven, communication is very vital. In your relationship in your marriage, the same way communication is vital, the same way communication is vital in your family, you talk to your children, they respond, that is the same way it is also vital in our walk with God. And so he asked me, Pastor Johnny, but how do I hear from God? Brethren, I tell you, every time Pastor Jerry says, hear me as I hear the Lord, recognize that you too can hear the Lord. But the simple truth is that many of us hear it and we, we, we fail to recognize it. Bible says, ask and you shall receive. See, and you shall find. No, and the door shall be open to you. So whenever you're in a dilemma, make out time and ask him. He wants you to do the right thing. He will definitely respond. He will answer you. Have you been doing something? Busy, maybe at work, thinking of something, and boom, out of nowhere, an instruction comes, or a word comes into your mind. Do this thing this way, do this thing that way. Most times that is the word of God talking to you. Most times that is the voice of God. The difference, the main difference between the voice of God talking to you and the voice of Satan talking to you is that God is a man, he's not a man of too many words. He releases the word and expects you to understand, expects you to obey. But Satan, when he comes with his word and you resist, he keeps pushing, he keeps pushing, he keeps pushing. Ah, do it that way. Everybody else is doing it. Are you doing it, Christian? Do it that way. That is the right thing. Do it that way. There is nothing wrong with it. Oftentimes you hear people maybe after a failed suicide attempt or when they do something and get themselves into trouble and they ask them what happened. They say, I heard the voice telling me to do it. I heard the voice pushing me to do it. I heard the voice telling me to do it. Once one thing is on your mind and the voice is pushing you, pushing you, pushing you, 
before you do that thing, take your time. And this affair, take your time. The Bible says, test every spirit. Take your time and make sure that this thing that is pushing you, this thing that is pushing you, that it's not the enemy, uh, uh, that, that it's not the Lord. Like I said, if it is not in accordance with the word of God, then definitely it is the enemy. Definitely it is the enemy. And Bible has given you to a key to such situations. What the Bible says, rebuke the enemy, rebuke the devil, and he will definitely flee from you. Test all spirits. What problem we also have is sometimes God tells us something. And we know it's God speaking to us. But because of the enormity of the thing God has told us, we want to, am I sure? Hey, is this really coming from God? Remember Gideon, even when Gideon met an angel, Gideon said, please God, I know, but do this, prove this to me. But some of us, when we even hear get such instructions, we close our ears, and we say, no, 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 this thing is too much, God cannot ask me to do this. One day I was in Lagos, I was with a friend of mine, I traveled back to Lagos from Nigeria, from here, and I was with a friend of mine, Pastor Emmanuel, and all of a sudden, we were discussing something out of the booze. And God said, buy Claudine a car. I was shocked. Claudine is his wife's name. I was shocked because I didn't have very much money in my account. I just called Pastor Mother and I He said, Johnny, what is it? I said, look at what God told me. That time I had about, about three million naira in my account. One thing I thank God for at least when I tell my wife, God said, she believes. And I called my wife immediately and I told her, look at what happened. Look at what God said. I didn't have any option. It was, this was money I had already planned out for something else. But because I heard the voice and I was convinced it was God. I called back to immediately, I told Pastor Manu, Pastor Manu, we left everything we were doing that day and went to a beggar to buy his wife. And I had just about three million naira in my account, home and abroad. But we bought her a car that day worth about 2.5 million. It was God commanding me. And I did it joyfully. And I tell people all the while, you cannot outgive God. That thing you give God, you will get it in bountiful. That thing you give, don't, don't. When you time for offering and whatever, see, that mind, that mind that is telling you don't give, don't give, like our sister during the summer that said, no, I have shit, I've given to you. No. You must be able to recognize his voice all, all the while. You must able, also, don't forget, test all spirits, test all spirits. Another way we can hear from God, it's why we read the Bible. Anytime I'm in a crisis, the way I read my Bible when I get up in the morning, when I want to hear from God, I wake up. I don't come up with, I have this Bible portion in my mind to read. No. I wake up, I take the Bible, I flip it, I flip it. I, if I can throw it, I'll throw it. When I open it, I start to read. God's word for that my situation, many times, comes from me in that place that I open. So we can also hear God speak to us. When you're reading the Bible and something touches you, that is God. That's God's word for you in that situation. So we can hear from God by reading our Bible. Also, in our quiet time, in our quiet time, we need to, no matter how busy your schedule is, you need to always make up time to dwell in God's presence. You need, it doesn't have to be, yes, you might be busy, you're on the run, you're this, that. It doesn't have to be that you wake up one hour and sit quiet a but just try as often as you can and meditate. Try as when you just have some solitude on your own. It might be at work, it might be anywhere. In your quiet time, God will talk to you. Just be able to recognize. Tell your neighbor, recognize the master's voice. 
you can also hear God's voice from his servants. Test all spirits so. But when you hear a word of God from a man of God and someone you trust as a man of God and it is not contrary to the word of God, I always tell my youth, whenever even me, pastor, tells me to do something that is not in line with the word of God, then it is not from God. Test all spirits, but when you hear a word from his servant, grab that word and walk with it. Second Chronicles 20 verse 20 says what? Believe in the Lord your God, so you shall be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. And so when you hear a word, when you receive a word from a man of God, and you are convinced that this is from God, then follow it. That's another way to hear from God. Test all spirits at all times. And once again, tell your neighbor, recognize your master's voice. And you ask me, Pastor John, why is it necessary that I hear from God? not a pastor, I am doing fine. Why must I hear from God? Number one reason why you must hear from God is for direction. For direction, so that God can guide you aright. Psalms 119 verse 104 says, I gain understanding from your precepts. I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every false way. Because it is from his word that you learn what is right and what is wrong. Therefore, I hate every false way. Verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God's word is important to guide us and help us navigate our way through life. When God told David, pursue, overtake, recover all, he did not give him any direction again. He did not give him any atlas. He did not give him any map. But David set up and God's word guided him to the path where the Amalekites were. And he recovered all. May you hear the voice of God that will direct you in your way to your glory in the name of Jesus. May you hear the voice of God that will direct you to recover all in the name of Jesus. May you hear the voice of God that will direct you to your victories in the name of Jesus. May you hear the voice of God that will direct you to your promotion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Another reason why it's necessary to hear from God is to build our faith. The Bible says, faith cometh from hearing. In my tongue, they say, today's our diversity day, Ragnarok's A child that his father sends to go and steal something, he doesn't climb the window. He doesn't, he just gets there and uses his leg to break down because he knows he has the backing of his father. When we face a challenge with confirmation that God is with us through his word, we face it with absolute confidence. David, immediately God told David, pursue overtake and recover all. David didn't care amongst his soldiers that were griefing. He didn't care the number of people on his side. He pursued immediately and with that confidence, his faith was high. With that confidence, when the Amalekites saw him, they took off. With that confidence, because he knew God was on his side, he recovered all. What about our brother Gideon with 300 soldiers? Gideon, just because he knew that God was on his side, his faith was built, his confidence was sky high, just because he knew that God told him, look, this victory is yours. With just 300 soldiers, he overtook an army of thousands. God's confidence, it makes us more than conquerors. Receive that word from God today that will make you more than conquerors in Jesus' name. Receive that word from God today that will bring down the walls of Jericho in your life in Jesus' name. Receive that confidence, that word that will build your faith and tear down every opposition to your success.
process in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Another reason why we should endeavor to hear from God is when we are at crossroads before we make important decisions in life. Remember David, when the Amalekites came, scattered Ziklag, took all his family, took his soldiers' family. David was in a crisis. David didn't know what to do. And then he inquired of God. And God told him, look, pursue, overtake, and recover all. Then contrast this with our brother Joshua. Joshua had conquered territories. Joshua was feeling like a king. Joshua was overconfident. And when the Gibeonites came to him, and brother Joshua, this is happening this way. Can we sign a a treaty? Can we do this? Can we do that? Without consulting God, without trying to hear from God, Joshua entered the treaty. And when it was found out, even when it was found out that this treaty was entered, was obtained by false pretenses, there was nothing else that could be done. He had already entered the treaty with this people. This was at the moment of his vulnerability when he was feeling, when he was feeling as if there was no problem. So sometimes in your life, a decision might come to you to make, and you think there is nothing much in this, there is nothing, there, there is no problem at all. I don't sense any danger in this decision. My brother, my sister, endeavor to hear from God. Make out time to hear from God. Because Joshua did not make out time to hear from God. And the Gibeonites became a thorn in the flesh of the children of Israel. What is that decision you are faced with now? Is it a marriage decision? Do I say yes? Do I say no? Is it a job decision? Do I accept the offer? Whatsoever decision you are faced with, before you make a decision that will become a thorn in the flesh of your life, take it to God. Make every effort to hear from God. Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. God will not be turn his back to you. God will not be silent when you desire from him and allow you to make a mistake. Whatever the dilemma, it's important at least you make an effort to hear from God. Raise your right hand and repeat after me. Oh Lord, let me know your will for me before I make that decision. Don't let me make a wrong decision. If you believe it, shout amen like thunder. Because his word says, ask and you shall receive. Receive answers for your prayers for direction in the name of Jesus. Receive answers from that dilemma you are in now in the name of Jesus. Receive answers that will reveal God's will in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The famous hymn we sing, it says, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything, everything, everything to God in prayer. So my brother, my sister, save yourself that stress. Seek to hear what God has to say about that venture before you go into it. Seek to hear what God has to say about that relationship before you go into it. Seek to hear what God has to say about that offer before you go into it. All that glitters is not gold. Our adversary, the enemy, is going about like a rabbit lion, seeking whom to devour. He will come in many, many tasks, in many, many different styles. But what Bible tells me is that we are not unaware of the devices of the enemy. Bible says, watch and pray. Seek God's decision. Seek God's opinion. Seek God's position on that thing before you do it. Amen. Amen. And when we hear from God, 
how do we respond? When you hear from God in that situation, how do you respond? First, you must respond in obedience. Remember, obedience is better than sacrifice. So when you hear and you are sure, you confirm that, wow, so this is how God wants me to do it. You have no other option than to obey. And I guarantee you, his thoughts are for our own good. For I know the thoughts I think of you, says the Lord. Thoughts of good and not of evil. To bring you to an expected end. So even if that is not what you were expecting, even if that answer is not what you were expecting at that moment, believe him, obey him, and you will find out that in the end, that it was for your own good. And brethren, when you receive an answer from God that you do not like, but I thank you, you are praying, God, this brother is good looking and he has money. Let him be my husband, father. But God tells you, this is not your husband. You keep holding on and you keep praying and you keep praying. You have heard from God, though, but you keep praying. Brethren, let me tell you, pray from now till tomorrow. Pray from now till next year. Once God has let you know his position, rarely, rarely, rarely will he change his position because of those your prayers. So when you pray and God lets you know, this is it. Many of us hear and they, they, they try to ignore it and keep praying. Once you pray and God lets you know that this is it, then carry your cross and follow God's way. Remember his son, Christ. Even Paul's, when the cross was about to come upon him, when he was about to crucify, what did he do? Bible said he went somewhere and started praying and praying and praying, praying with power. That's the sweat from his face fell down like thick blood. But God did not budge. And then they realized. And he said, nevertheless, not I, but your will be done. So when God has answered you, when God has given you your answer, just thank him and follow his way. Just thank him and proceed. Don't think you can pray him to change his mind. Tell your neighbor, recognize his voice. And obey his voice. Another thing you should do when you hear, when, when, when God has responded, another way you should respond is by being open-minded. Being open-minded. There was a gathering like this and Jesus was on stage preaching, preaching, and Jesus was filled with power, ready to heal, ready to do many things. But what happened? There were two types of people in that gathering. And I hope these two types of people are not here. Because the first type was the Pharisees who came to see what Christ was saying, who came to criticize the church, who came to look for traps to set for him. But the second group was the type of people, the faces I look and I see them here, people who came to be blessed, who people who recognized, came with an open mind to learn to tap from God. And what happened? Why the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the seeds were putting their heads together, cramming his, his message, trying to look for loopholes, Four young men had a brother who had serious issues. What did they do? They tried to get in, get in trance. The Pharisees blocked the gate. They came from on top. And they brought their brother. And what happened? Even amongst those that he did not heal, he healed this particular one. So when you come to church or when you're in God's presence, come with an open mind. Come with a determination to learn. Don't come with a mind that uh, uh, to criticize what is happening in church or to look. No. Don't be a Pharisee. Tell your neighbor, don't be a Pharisee. Have an open mind and God will answer you.
Because the simple truth is that many people stay in church for long and yet their lives are not transformed. Why? Because they come as the Pharisees. They are looking for who to criticize. They are looking for what to criticize. They have come to analyze, to, 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 to. Ah, tell your neighbor, don't be a Pharisee. And the one advice I have for each and every one of us, please, please, take heed to what you hear. Take heed to what you hear. A lot of things on social media today, they contaminate your spirit. They contaminate your spirit. And when you hear the wrong things, when you hear the wrong things, they drive away the spirit of God. I learned a bitter lesson a few days ago. There's this, this Nigerian comedy skit, Inside Life 411, Papi Fai. I don't know why, because I like that, and it's maybe because my son's name is Ifai too. But the guy talks a lot of vulgarity. It's, it's funny, but it comes with vulgarity. And I try to tell myself I'm mature, I, at least I, I, I'm not letting it affect me. But one day, just uh, I had a Tuesday on Wednesday after I came back, I was listening to it and laughing and laughing and laughing, just myself alone. And then I went to bed that night. And there's a way God ministers to me. More often times in my dream. And then I know God ministered to me. But when I woke up in the morning to now recollect, what I was hearing was for if I now And I told myself, look at what I've been doing to myself. I missed that ministration from God. Why? Because of the things I was listening, the things I was letting contaminate my spirit. And since that day, if I see Papifa in my room, I remember what I was saying about that right, right? Although there are a few that, before I listen to it now, I know it's those clean ones. It's funny. But it's not right for my spirit. It's not right for the work I'm working with God. It's the same thing with the music we listen to now. I'm from the old school. I like Tupac, I like all the raps. But my brother and my sister, those vulgar ones, I don't listen to them. My children will tell you, if it's not gospel music, I don't play. Because I don't know where the other ones are coming from. And I don't know the kind of spirits they come with. And I don't want to be contaminated. So we must be careful. Take heed to what you hear. Look at what Papi Fai did to me. Like, may it not happen to you in the name of Jesus. Today's pop culture comes with a lot of vulgarity and evil spirits. It's not even just because of my children, for my own sake. Do not let these things corrupt your mind. Do not let these things drive away. Light and darkness have no business together. You are a child of light, but when you open the door for darkness, the Lord will just leave you. Light will walk away from you. When you are ready, call me back. But I cannot compare. I cannot, I cannot be in the same place with this. Darkness. So tell your neighbor, take heed to what you hear. Take heed to what you listen to. Beware of social media. What is funny but not right is not right. Tell you to tell your neighbor now. Yeah, because we laugh over it. You don't know the harm you've done to your spirit. And my brother, you ask me, Pastor Johnny, how do I hear from God? The one most important thing to hear from God is righteousness. 
Light and darkness have no business together. Your spirit must be pure. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Have zero tolerance for sin. Have zero tolerance for anything contrary to the word of God. And you will definitely hear from God. Another way to hear from God is constant word study and prayer. Constant study of the word of God and prayer. When you are studying the word of God, your word will come from you. When you are praying, you will receive it in your spirit. Let me hear you shout amen like Another very important way of hearing from God is to be in his presence. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Also to be in church is important. In Acts chapter 12, 13 verse 12, the brethren were praying, the brethren were praying, and what happened? The word of God came and said, release for me Paul and Barnabas. Release for me Paul and Barnabas. Acts chapter 13, 12, uh oh. Or is it Romans? No, but that's fine. But one, thing, one important thing there is that they were in church when the Holy Ghost spoke. They were in church when the Holy Once you come to church, like I said earlier, come with an open mind. God still speaks to us when we gather to pray, when we gather to worship, and when we gather to hear the word of God. One reason why many of us don't have clear directions in their lives is because they are not in the place where God can speak objectively through his word and subjectively through his spirit. Every truth believer must endeavor to hear God one way or the other. Hearing from God is like it can be compared to a radio. If you have a station you want to listen to on the radio, what do you do? You go to the tuner and tune into that station. And get every station you want. If you want to hear from God, give it time. Live righteous. By that way you are tuning. And then ask him. This word says, ask and you shall receive. If you ask and you look so, that is my son asking me. That is my child asking me. I cannot deny my child this. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. We will definitely answer you. So determine today that you will continue to tune into the word of God. Determine today that you will continue to tune so that you will be aligned to God. God determine today that you will be removed. You will eradicate anything that brings darkness into your life. Determine today that you will position yourself in a way that you will hear from God. And I guarantee you that definitely you will hear from God. Amen. Amen. John chapter 8 verse, verse 47 tells us, Whoever is of God hears the word of God. Did you say the pastors? He said, whoever is of God, hears the word of God. And as we proceed, media, are you with me? John 8, 47. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. So if you are of God, and you know deep inside that you are of God, and you do not hear, you think you do not hear, then you need to rise your spiritual antenna. You need to sharpen your, your spiritual antenna. Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God, but you don't listen. You get me now? It's not as if he doesn't speak to you. But you don't listen because you don't belong to God. If you belong to God, he speaks to you. So sharpen your spiritual antenna. You will begin to hear from him. You will begin to understand him. But peradventure, you are not of God. Peradventure, you still have a little darkness in you. Peradventure, you are here and you have not given your life to Christ. Then it will be difficult for you to hear from him. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. 
So if you are here today and you have not given your life to Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, then don't ask Pastor, why am I not hearing? You are the main reason why you are not hearing. You need to commit to him because when you do, you will hear from him. Or peradventure, you were of Christ before, but one thing or the other has made you high. There are skeletons, little, little forces that spoil the wine in your life. Then you need to realign. You need to return. So, all heads bowed, all eyes closed, all heads bowed, all eyes closed, all heads bowed, all eyes closed. If you're here and you know you do not have a relationship with Christ, and you say, Pastor Johnny, what do I do? It's simple. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Whoever has the door can propose to me. I will come into him. So Christ, all Christ wants you to do is acknowledge the fact that, that the, my relationship with you is not as it ought to be. I want to make a change. I want to serve you in spirit and in truth. I want to accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. If you're here and you want to make that decision, please raise up your hand. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. Do not be ashamed. This is a the decision that changed my life. It will change your own life too. Peradventure. You are here. You've been born again before, but you know your relationship with him is not so solid. Just raise up your hand. Let's begin this journey to return you to your rightful place in God. Raise up your hand. Raise up your hand. And if you raised up your hand, say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, please forgive me all my sins. Please accept me as your son. Guide my feet right I want to hear your voice. I want to obey your voice. I want to serve you in spirit and in truth. I do not want to go back to a life that will prevent me from hearing from you. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. And I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. Father, guide me. Lead me aright in Jesus' name. Still all heads bowed, all eyes closed. If you said that prayer, please stand. Please stand. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. If you raise your hands, please stand. Please stand. This is not a time to be ashamed. This is the best decision you are making. Stand and complete your decision for Christ. And your life will not remain the same. Amen. 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 I'll see you after service. Amen. 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 Stand for our communion. First Corinthians eleven twenty-seven.